Welcome everyone to the Freddie and Alyssa show. If you are new to the channel, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, all that fun YouTube stuff. If you're watching on Facebook, be sure to follow. And if you're listening on a platform like iTunes, hello out there. If you want to give us a five-star review because you think we deserve it, that would be amazing. Alyssa and I are approaching our three-year anniversary next month of the Freddie and Alyssa show, and we're having an absolute blast. And we have a phenomenal mother-daughter duo on the podcast today. We could have talked for like six hours, and um, we had just a riveting conversation. We're getting to know them, and we we mentioned on this podcast too, that's a, a unique little perk of a podcast, is that you get to meet interesting individuals and have conversations, because we even mentioned the podcast, you can't just meet a stranger and say, let's grab coffee. You can, but having a podcast as a platform to begin the relationship is really cool. And they have a podcast. I know Alyssa's going to get into, the, uh, into their podcast and give them a little intro, but first, I want to... Um, share today's sponsor. Can you guess what it is? Lennox. Lennox, Lennox, Lennox. It's Len- to look a lot oh, like Lennox. Oh, no. You got to leave the singing to me, babe. You got to <laughs> leave the singing to me. Um, Lennox has been America's leading tableware, giftware, and home entertainment brand for over 130 years. Inspired by heritage and designed for now, Lennox is happy to be part of your home and the moments that you create in it. Whether you're engaged, newlyweds, or just moved in together and need to build out your space, Lennox is there for you. Lennox is an iconic brand that you can always trust for your wedding, registry, and home. From gorgeously designed dinnerware to long-lasting flatware and top-notch barware that's been chosen as one of the best barware collections by Brides on the Knot. So if you want to give Lennox a try, visit Lennox, L-E-N-O-X.com. That is Lennox.com, L-E-N-O-X.com, and use the code FreddieAlyssa, and you can save 20% off of your order. So again, that's Lennox.com, and use the code word FreddieAlyssa, all one word, to save 20% on your order. I know we've got so many of their their (laughs) products here, and they're absolutely amazing. So thank you, Lennox, for supporting the podcast. We appreciate you, and you have just a wonderful, wonderful brand. Um, Now, Alyssa, before we queue up the, the Zoom here, um, who, who, who are these dynamic ladies and w- what is their podcast? We have got this fabulous mother-daughter duo. We've got Lulu and Tori Piskin and they are just so much fun. Such pistols, so fierce. Just, oh my God, we had such a blast chatting with them. But they have a podcast called Got It From My Mama and basically think those unedited conversations you have with your mom, except they're two microphones. <laughs> so you can imagine... We had so much fun chatting with them, and I'm just so thrilled to share it with y'all. Yes, yes, yes. So without further or do. Or do. Further ado. Ado. Further ado. Yeah, it's not or do, it's ado. <laughs> no, we're going to circle back to the correct without further ado. Further ado. Further ado. Yeah. Maybe it was a mispronunciation. No. It sounded like I, further or do. Further ado. Without just... <laughs> Cue it up, Tori and Lulu. After chit-chatting with both of you, I I just love that we connected so quickly. And I think that's one of my favorite things about a podcast. Like selfishly, it's such a a way to connect with interesting people because you have something to talk about. Like if we just randomly asked you for coffee, it might come off a little weird. But if we're like, hey, you want to be in each other's podcast? It's like more acceptable these days. Um, So I'm so happy that this podcast brought us together 
And I, I want to uh, to let our audience know a little more about you, but you have this the, the podcast with uh, a mother and a daughter duo. And our biggest question that when I first heard about it, I was like, we have to know what is that working relationship, working with your mom, working with your daughter. I think that's got to be the number one question people are going to want to know. So <laughs> how did that, how did the podcast start? Yep. And how are you bringing your relationship to this podcast? Because it is dynamic and absolutely amazing. Oh, well, thanks for, I was, I make this so serious. I was like, thanks for having us back. <laughs> um, so I'll tell the story how it started. And then my mom could obviously put in whatever she wants. My so, two cents, yes. Your two cents. So about, I guess, two years ago now, almost two years, I went through a really bad breakup. I was dating this guy. Things were getting very serious. We were about to move in. And I have Lyme disease and I was having a relapse and I went to the hospital and then I got out and the next day this guy dumped me and it was very blindsiding and he was very close to my family. And the only person that was making me feel better at this time was my mom because she was like talking shit about him and saying the funniest things. She was like, she, she like we're Jewish and she kept being like, you know who would never do this? A Jew. And I was like, what? That has nothing to do with it. And she'd be like, better now than like, what if you did move in? Or what if you had a kid? And he was a skateboarder. And she'd be like, and then he would just skate away. Just skate away. So she was really saying like, probably very mean things about him, but funny. And Oh, yes. I, and I call him Andrew. Mom, please. Do you have to say his name? Okay. So yes. we, I was, you know, I, I was posting about her just giving dating advice. And people kept being like, you got to make longer content with her. And I was like, well, why not? I'm like really depressed right now. People want to see more of her. Like she's like, she's my prop. And that's kind of how it started. It's actually funny enough because so the relationship ended. Um, we like saw each other once, but only because I reached out. And I always thought, does he know that we talk shit about him so much on the podcast? Because there was no like mutual friends or anything. So two years later, I found out through like some friend of a friend that he told someone, um, oh, yeah, my ex has a pod, like very matter of fact, like, oh, yeah, my ex has a podcast with her mom. And they talk about me because it was a very um, bad breakup on my end. And now my mom has something to talk about for the next four years. No, she won't shut up about this. She's like, good, good. He knows. Good, good. He deserves it. No, he said, apparently I broke her heart. And I said to my husband that, I don't ever, I said, I'm so glad he knows. That's how the podcast started. Okay. We were both in therapy doing a podcast. Yes. I was as hurt as Tori because she's my child, right? And I wanted to kill him with my bare hands. And so she said, why don't we just talk about it on the podcast? And it was so cathartic being able to do this. Now, in our wildest dreams, did we really ever think he'd listen? Because he was kind of a, talk about someone like in another world, like an artist, a cameraman. But then to find out two years later, he listened. Now, I am thrilled. She's not. <laughs> but I'm like, this is the best news I've ever heard. Now he knows how we feel. Anyway, it is how it happened. I did had no idea what I was getting into, by the way. And talk about, as we spoke about with you when we were interviewing you guys for our podcast, the grind, the hard work. Okay, now I was, this is prior to COVID. So I own fitness studios. 
So I had another job and she'd always be like, okay, I need you, uh, whatever it would be like 111 and then 115 and then giving me times and schedules. And I'd be like, wait a minute, I'm not getting paid for this shit. I got another job to do. And it was getting to the point, you know, that honestly, thank God COVID hit because I had no time to go to work. And everyone that works for me would listen to it, which might not, oh, it was like good and bad because I'd come into work and my manager would be hysterically laughing, but it was because they were listening to a podcast. <laughs> but it's, for me, it's been, um, obviously, it's re there are things I have found out about Tori that perhaps I didn't need to know about Tori. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't need to know. Or sometimes she'll go to me, do you want to know that part? And I'm like, no, 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 no. But um, it has been an incredible bonding experience. I have to say, and I've gotten a look into her world that I wouldn't have, you know, which yeah. is, and, and also as an older person to understand some of all these, you know, the way that the younger generation functions today, all these modalities, I think that's been incredibly enlightening for me and exciting. Yeah, well, would you say that the podcast is what started some really like nothing's off topic type conversations between the two of you? Or have you guys always had those very open conversations? Or was that discovered through the podcast? <laughs> I would say we've always been very close. We fight a lot because we're very similar. Mm -hmm. Obviously, not just looks wise, but like personality, even health problems to a T. Like both, we go to both go to the same doctor and they're like, your gut, gut issues are like exactly this. Like you're a mini me of your mom. And so, so we both have Lyme disease. It's like my poor husband that you don't, you can't even fathom. Mom, that wasn't mom. the question. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> but I do want to get into that one. Okay. Don't worry. I'm sure my mom, we have a lot to say um, about the Lyme disease, but it's kind of like our third child it's, or my mom's third child. It always comes about. But I don't even know what the question was. You Oh, so we weren't, I would say we were close, but I don't know if I was like telling her like, you know, about every date. Um, but I think that became more when we did do the podcast together. But I would call my mom every day. And that, this is when I was living in New York too. So we've always had a very close relationship. Just maybe the conversation wasn't always as open. Yeah. Do you feel like because you're doing a podcast and you're you're putting on like a show, you almost cut to the chase of like the important deep conversation because it's interesting. Like I feel like even when we have guests on, like if we were to sit down for coffee, it would almost be rude to hop into some of these questions right off the bat. You'd want almost like the etiquette is like small talk, get to know each other, then slowly get into a deep convo. But for some reason, when the cameras and mic is on and you're producing a show, it, you kind of cut to the chase and you get deep and you really talk about the things that matter. And yeah, I think, do you think that it's brought you closer? You did mention that's brought you closer. Do you look forward to each episode of talking and, and getting to know each other? Do you talk before or after? Do you save some of the conversations for the podcast mm. so that they're fresh and you can surprise each other? Or how does that all work? I yeah. think, oh, no, no, ahead. you go, mom. Oh, which one? No, no, mom, I, you go, I you think, go. Okay, you go. Anyway, no, I think that, of course, I'm going to go. So I think that there are times Tori's like, don't talk about it, you know, so we'll be talking when we're not recording. And she's like, just save it. Because it does kind of, especially she was here for three months when she, she during the quarantine, some of it, 
So that was really hard because now we're living together, right? So, so now it just was like just a waterfall going from, you know, one of one event to the next one discussion to the next. But I would say that we do try to save it more now than we used to. We've learned to hold off because we talk so much on the phone and say, okay, let's save it for the podcast. And I've had to learn to not have diarrhea in the mouth as a parent. You know, you're always telling your child is always your child, no matter how old they are. So what became very hard for me was to be, I'm now in business with her, just like you two feel. And so we did a lot of fighting. We're better now, but we would have blowouts where my husband would have to break us up before the podcast. No, we would be like, screaming. My mom would be like, you need me. And I'd be like, I don't need you. I don't need you. And then she'd shut the, slam the door. This is when we would record together. And she, two seconds later, she'd come back in. She'd be like, all right, I want to sit on the left side. Like it really was just from like A to Z, but that's always kind of how our relationship yeah. has been. Yes, that is true. So I, I would say I, I have learned to be more professional. So this is professional, me being professional, which I'm not, but I've had to learn to be more professional because she would just say to me, just show up and be the talent. Don't tell me what to do technically. Like you two understand everything. I mean, literally she, I mean, it's not, I can get on Zoom now but it is very difficult and the other day i'm just gonna say we were on late what is it late late night with james cole and we did face your mother now thank god she was in the other room because i am petrified i'm not going to get on the goddamn link right and they have and so so i kept they, she kept going just a minute hold on and she would run from one room to the next making sure that i was on the right link i think i would have been too stressed out if she wasn't with us here so those are some of the issues that definitely take place with me being older and not, you know, understanding this medium so much. But I do say to her, you didn't put up the YouTube episode. And she's like, listen, you don't do shit. I'm the one editing it. She'll be like so, this. She'll be like, we need to like, she'll be like, we got to put up more clips. What happens to the clips? I'm like, oh, what happened to them? They take four hours. Oh, I don't understand. What happened to our videos? What happened to the, I'm like, mom, it's, it's so much, I wish editing could be as simple as what happened to this, the amount of time you say that, because I am also like a freelance editor, so I'm a very fast editor, but it is kind of frustrating, I think, when you're in partner with someone, even if it's not your mom, who doesn't understand like how long technical stuff takes, and I think things very personally, so when she says that, it's an inflection of like, oh, you think I'm not working hard enough, when my mom really just means... I just want to see more of myself in video. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that is so funny though, because he does all the editing and I feel like I'm the same way. I always go, where are all the clips? You have all these clips. Where are my clips? Come on. <laughs> it takes hours. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, do you, so, so what are the, so what are the roles? Are you, are you, uh, is Lulu the you, straight talent? She brings the fire and you run the business or how, how do you both uh, blend that then of, do you ever like, I know I ask like many questions in one cause I get excited about my, <laughs> yeah. my questions, but um, do you, do you find that you go into like business mode, professional mode, but do you also have the personal or how did you separate the two and how did you divvy up who's responsible for what on, on the show? Um, I mean, I would say I'm like 97% <laughs> responsible, but 
I just say with I my mom. I give my like, time. I give my time. You give your time. And she is 97% responsible, except yeah. for me pressuring her. Why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? The, do actually, mom, you're only 1% there. Then the other three, I'm not going to math, is my dad, who he's the one who like will set up the camera on her end in New York, who will like upload the audio. So she really is just the talent. She found my dad, talent. the dentist, is the producer slash sound guy. So he'll come home from, you know, like help, you know, fixing people's teeth. And then my dad's like, I got to upload this goddamn audio on his like Dell computer that's probably like 14 years old. Okay. <laughs> He's like, it doesn't work. I'm like, can you get a new computer? So I feel like I've developed a lot of patience as well. Um, just working, you know, with my mom, especially technical wise. But I think she gives, mom, but also you show up with very good stories. So I, 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 I need the, you. I'm the talent. She needs me. Yeah. And there are times she'll go, you know, maybe I'm going to do this, like, interview with someone alone. And I'll be like, thank God, I need a break. I mean, there are times, like, I'm really, like, happy. I will tell you, this year has been challenging, of course, for everyone. So I got very sick with COVID in April. Now, Tori... Knew I was sick, but did not care. The show still had to go on. So the best is I am having trouble breathing, all right? And she's in LA. And literally, I'm like trying to catch my breath. And she's like, she keeps going. So no. I, okay, Tori. I'm not going to argue with you because I'll mute you on my end. <laughs> I know how to. But my mom will, will talk about, it's like, I feel like you're making me sound like a bad daughter. We'll talk no, no, about how not. she doesn't feel well for an hour. And then I'll make a joke being like, can you not do the yawning? And she's like, I'm sick. You don't know what I'm going through. I'm like, I do know what you're going through. I've just heard you for two hours pre-recording. <laughs> I'm just saying that was a bit challenging. So I would say I am, instead of maybe the 1% of giving, I would say during this year, I have really had to, you know, not being healthy, it's been challenging to really be on. You know, so that kind of taught but me. But mom, a lot. you always say yeah. that, and the moment yeah, you Tori. turn the zoom on, you're 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 alive. Yeah, no, I'm alive. Except the breathing was a little difficult. Okay, the breathing was say. a little difficult. That was yeah. a little difficult. But I would say on air, and also because we were going through COVID, you know, and obviously still we still are. But I would say, you know, I have COVID, and I'm dealing with this long hauler. But I had to, so many nice people that listened to us. And I would tell you that the experience of having all these people with DMing me with articles and it, it made it helped me get through my illness. I mean, so that's been such a gift. Oh, yeah. Well, isn't the community amazing? Because when, when you first started the podcast, did you maybe just tweet it out, put it on Insta, tell some friends? Like, how did you initially start it? And what's been that experience building a community um, and, and being able to share your life like that with a community of people that are coming together? Um, yeah, I guess I just first posted it on my Instagram and then my mom's and it really, I think people already like knew who me and my mom were on my Instagram. Just not, I don't, I have like a 40,000 on Instagram, which is like good. That's, a, and, but I'm not half a million, but people I think always were very like either related to me and my mom's relationship or were very like intrigued by it. Um, just what I would post. So I think from there, it was like, people were always interested. But it's also, you know, with a business or a podcast, it's like, okay, well, how do I keep people engaged? You know, like, 
is the whole bit for two years, like, oh, even though I'm still single, like, ah, Tori, you can't be single, you know, like her making comments. But I think it's kind of like evolved. Like, yes, that's still part of it, but it's grown to like having guests on and like, you know, as I've gotten older and my mom dealing with health issues. So I think it's like really grown into like, oh, this is just inside our lives. No, that's really good. Yeah, the, the, I think the community is what makes it all special is that we can connect with mm -hmm. people. And you you pull like-minded individuals, right? Like right. that's what's interesting is you put out who you are and what you want to put out there and it attracts those people. So like you build this cool community. Have you ever thought when COVID kind of, you know, I don't know if it's a month or year or five years from now, but when things get back to a little more normal, would you ever take your podcast on the road at all? Or what, what, are, you, what are you thinking about the future of your podcast in general? So we actually did do a live show last November. Um, it was part of the New York Comedy Club, no, New York Comedy Festival in New York. And it was, that was like very, so much fun. So basically my mom, I don't think you talked about, she was, a, she's a fitness instructor or you were one, right? I was one, yeah. Well, you had, you have a business with my yeah, other yeah, yeah. sister. But back in the day in the 80s, she would teach aerobics on like CBS and she had all these old videos of it. So we had that playing in the beginning of the intro of the show. And then I came out in like the same type of workout 80s style and I gave like a mock workout class to the audience. And then my mom came out and we did it together. We did it together. And, it was very cool. But yeah. I didn't tell her anything about the show. I think that's what it is. She never tells me shit. So I because go in there blind I'm basically and I'm like, like, I'm not prepared. But I'm basically like the reality producer because I know how to like get my mom wild riled up. You know, I know what things to say. So I'm like, because my mom, she's not like, you know, she's very funny, but she's not a comic. She doesn't know because I think the beginning of anyone who's like comedy career or acting, it's like, oh, I need to be a good actor or like I need to be funny. But when you think about being funny, you're not funny. So I think with my mom, I, need, I can't tell her, oh, be funny. I just have to like set her up because I know what the outcome will be. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the live show was really fun. We actually have our first virtual live show. I don't know when this episode's coming out, but it's April 6th and we're actually having an ex come on um, the virtual live show who we used to call boat guy. He was like a recurring all these guys have names. They're, they could be skateboarder guy, boat guy, dog guy. We don't say the name. Well, I said the, the XX's name, but right. that's okay. He deserves his name out there. But yeah, so they all have these little like taglines, if you may. <laughs> oh yeah, boat he's going to come. making an appearance. Yes, yeah. boat yeah. guy. And we're basically yeah. going to be like Yelp reviewing our relationship. And my mom will obviously ask. And, and, I, and I know boat guy because I met both. I don't know how I seem to meet all these guys. <laughs> you know, the thing also I want to say is like, guys will always tell me like, oh, your mom, like they'll, I don't know, it's kind of creepy, but I'm also like flattered. They'll be like, your mom's really hot. I'll be like, huh? And then I'll be like, oh, like I am a reflection of her. And anytime like I bring her along, I mean, there's only been two times, but I just, a lot of guys I've dated always really like my family. So when I met both guy, it's when it's my friend's friend and he owned this boat and he was like, come on, film a video with you and your mom. This is when we first started the podcast. And I never forget my mom kept being like, he's my mom's like, he's flirting with you. But I had just gone through that awful breakup and I was like, no, he's not. 
And then my mom, I guess, was like flirting for me because I'm like off in the sea thinking about the skateboard. I'm like, why'd he dump me? And my mom's like, so you're 33? Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. I know it's so funny. But I, but I do want to say one thing about the community. I never could have expected that that would be such a bonus. And that you're right, that you meet people. I have friends from this podcast, like literally. Like, I wish they lived here because I would, well, obviously during COVID, you know, you know, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it's, it's, you're in Florida, right? Yes. So, you know, when you guys are very open there. Oh, yeah. I mean, so we've been locked down New York City. I mean, you don't, I had to fly to Atlanta this weekend. It's a long story, but I was amazed at nobody wearing masks. I mean, we're not single mask. We're like N95. You can't see me. Mask, sunglasses, you know. I mean, I got shields. You can't, you don't know where you're walking. The <laughs> smoke is coming up into the glasses. And then I go to a lantern and I'm like, like scared. People are walking to the hotel without masks. So the point is, we've really been in a lockdown. You know what I mean? In New York City. So, you know, I think for me and having all these friends from the podcast has been really gotten me through this. And you do find people that are just like you. And I think that's definitely been a gift Tori's given me because I could have never imagined doing something like this at this point in my life. Wow. Tori it's so crazy me. too, though, is even chatting with you guys on your podcast right after. I was like, I feel like I've known them forever. And it's all because of podcasting. We're connecting. Like, like he mentioned, I think it was on this show. When will we have been able to get together? Like, oh, hey, you guys want to go to coffee randomly right. in New York? Like now I would, you know, because now I know you. But before, how do you break that ice? And that's why I just think podcasting is so cool. But when we're talking about location, so Lulu, you're in New York. Tori, yes. you're in LA. You just moved there, right? Yeah, almost a year ago now. Oh, a year. So yeah. what brought you to LA from New York and what are you up to out there? Um, well, I've been in my room a lot during <laughs> COVID. <laughs> but yeah, I think I've always really wanted to live in LA and I grew up in New York City. So it was always very hard for me to leave because I'm also like someone who likes, you know, my surroundings and familiar places. But my really good friend and now roommate was like, I'm moving to LA end of March last year. And my lease was up and she was like, do you want to move with me? And, you know, I do like stand up and I was doing the podcast and I make a lot of videos. So everything I do in terms of work or um, any of my like hustles are all kind of based off of like my time. So I'm not like committed to one job. And so I just was like, I, yeah, like, why not? I've always really wanted to live in LA. Um, so, I mean, maybe not the best timing, but yeah, I feel like now that things are slowly opening, I'm able to like start seeing the comedy scene out here and starting to like kind of do maybe the reason I moved out to LA. Cause you must've, I mean, did you move during like what was the date exactly you moved in March has had COVID already like hit and you or was it right before because yeah you haven't really got to experience like LA. the best parts of LA, LA yet till it opens up right so I moved I was supposed to move end of March 30th and then COVID happened and I remember now at this point I was living with my parents because my apartment in Brooklyn was 
the lease was up and I moved out and they were like just wait until this is over and I'm like I don't think this is gonna be over like I'm paying for an apartment in LA I'd rather be there than cooped up in, in a, you know in winter in New York so I flew to LA like April 17th and no one was in the airport honestly I think it was one of the best times to fly during the pandemic from New York to LA I think there was about 10 people on my flight um no one was in the airport and yeah I think and we thought she was nuts like literally I was like to my husband I cannot believe you let her go and he's like she's too old I can't stop her you know because it is in the beginning and listen back then did we really understand what this pandemic was going to be you know what I mean I, I don't think we really had a grasp of it yet but we did think she was out of her mind but my husband was like, let her go find herself, you know. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a place to find is. yourself. You'll have so much fun <laughs> there and so much opportunity. And what, what, where did you, what city are you at? Where, where'd you, where'd you land? I'm in West Hollywood. Oh, great. So yeah. Much yeah. Fun. Yeah. Gosh. Well, so what is the dating life like there right now, especially like with the pandemic and then now that things are opening up a little bit again? Right. Um, well, I was dating someone up until November for a few months in LA. He lived in New o the OC, um, which I guess is like an hour away from LA. And I'm trying to think the difference between like LA and New York dating. Uh, I was honestly, it... what no, no, you sorry, go ahead. no, sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? Oh, no, no. I, would, I was going to say, I feel like the guys in LA are maybe more like like attractive, but I also feel like the guys in New York maybe aren't so chill. So it's sometimes I feel like they're almost too chill here. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, Alyssa's like, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, like, yes. hello, is anything going on? Like, I just can't. And I'm also, I, so then I went back to New York for from November to um, what was it till like a few weeks ago. And now I feel like I've gotten like even more New York. So if I am talking to any guys on like dating apps, that's what's that's what's happening. They're like, you're so New York. I'm like, well, yeah, because I've been in New York for three months. So it's almost like I think they're like intrigued by like how New York I am. It's well, that's because yeah. that's the the I, we spent so much time in LA. We know it so, so well, but I have spent maybe five days my whole life in New York. So I can never really give New wow. York a real shot. Or the real shot. I, love I didn't get New the real. York. Oh, you love New York. You know what? It is so great. New York City I is so cute. But I think right now it might not be so great. I think we've seen, unlike you, where you've been so open and, you know, the economy is still probably doing decently. We've been so closed up that there is so much garbage. I mean, it's really like. By the way, know, on my pod, on the podcast, right. we call my mom Dr. Fauci because she'll relate any, anything yeah. to COVID. Mom, they asked about dating and somehow you're like the garbage in New York <laughs> well, because Alicia of COVID-19. She loves New York City, well, I but know. I said, you'll come when it opens up. Broadway is back, Lincoln Center's on, all the wonderful things. And right now, unfortunately, what I'm just saying, and listen, that stifles people's dating, Tori. Now, I don't know what goes on, but I think in New York, dating must have been really hard during this because you, like, it was like a no-no. You could not, like, go anywhere. I mean, I'm sure a lot of young people did. Well, I but, think that's the hard thing, too, especially with date dating during COVID's hard, but also 
you know, having a podcast where I talk about dating with my mom and her also being very cautious about COVID and, and, you know, not understanding that like, oh, I think it's okay if we both hang out without a mask on outside and her rules are like, no, don't. But then if I tell her that like, you know, he's Jewish and a doctor, she's like, oh, he's fine then. Like no. she always, like she always had these, no. like somehow for some reason, some guys were okay during COVID and then some weren't. That, and that, might, was a that might be true, but not Jewish and a doctor. But when she came to live with us, it was, you know, came home. You mean very, recently, in recently, November. Got it. It was very difficult because my husband, now my husband's a dentist, remember? So he's got people, he's got his face in people's mouths with no mask on, all right? I had already been sick, not well. And so we really hadn't seen anybody. Now she's coming home and she like, like lax about it. So we I'm definitely like, not lax about it. No, but well, you, okay, compared to what we used to. So we had, so we're like, you have to go somewhere in quarantine and you need like three COVID tests before you come in the apartment. I mean, I have to tell you, we were, we're scared, you know? So she came home, I have to say she was great, but I was like, you can't wear that like underwear mask outside, you know, like, like, you know, we're used to these heavy duty, I'm like, that's not going to protect you. And then there was the dating issue while she was home because part of me wants her to date, right? right? And we're like, let's get on that app and we'll put it, or she put it actually well, on there the was two. Oh yeah, this is funny. <laughs> well, there was two guys that I met actually in real life in New York, but one guy I met in, in LA, yeah. but he was also in New York. So we went out at the same time and he, um, yeah, my mom's like rules just kept, you know, like don't see friends. But then with the date, she was like, okay, fine. You could like see him. That's kind of true. It's very, so I would be like, get a COVID test. But it's also, I think very hard yeah. to like ask the guy to get a COVID test. Like I always felt very like uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm staying with my family. Imagine, right? I mean, I'm, li I'm living with my mommy and daddy yeah. and I can't take my mask off until you get a COVID test. But like, and then I'd be like, then I'd be like, the guy sounded good. I was like, ah, fuck COVID. All right, just take the mask. <laughs> just roll the dice, roll the dice. No, but I also think there was a guy that I met in New York and we're still talking. We call him Dog Boy on our dog podcast. Boy, yes, yes. We met in the dog park <laughs> with my mom's dog, Dawn. Yes, She's yes. a human name. She's a sheep-a-doodle. Yes. And I met, he has a dog and we hung out like a, maybe like two weeks, but only with the mask, okay? Like, I don't think I would have done this in LA because I'm, you know, I'm very worried about my family. But I thought it was actually very interesting because we did develop like a friendship before it became, you know, even like anything like a peck on the lips. It really couldn't have. So Not only that, you couldn't see half his face. Right. <laughs> so he would like take it off quickly and then to drink water and I'd just be staring like a kid in a stroller. Like, no, just like, Hmm, okay. And then you'd put it back on. Um, so I think, yeah, it was hard to date, but kind of what you were saying on my podcast that, you know, you kind of like maybe developing the friendship first is actually like a good thing. Depends. Maybe. Yeah. Just what you're looking for. Cause sometimes yeah. if you're looking for a little fun, then, you know, whatever, <laughs> but if it's right, right. That you want it to turn into, yeah, I I'm very just fascinated with the whole um, the dating aspect today, because the times are changing. And I even find it challenging um, just to stay afloat with all the new changes in life, all the new opportunity, just like everything is just so much. We're like inundated with just so much change and in information. And then to add in that dating world, 
um, it's just got to be super interesting. I, I'm surprised, Tori, that you're even, because I know your mom's like, hey, you got to do this. But I almost feel like if it's like, I need to take a few months and just like, let it, let, let the COVID maybe die down, let the sun come out and maybe some trench charming will just come into my life. Like that's very brave to go on all the dates and, and try to navigate this crazy world right now. Well, it was funny. So when I was in New York, um, you know, I just ended something with a guy in LA and I downloaded the apps and I put it on the full screen in the TV. I did like screen mirror mode. And I did the app Hinge and I was sitting there with my parents. I'm 29 years old. Okay. I still call them mommy and daddy. I should stop, but it does. It just comes out naturally. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, see, see how hard it is. Now I've got them swiping. I'm like, what should I say to this guy? So I kept going to my dad. The, the people my dad were picking, I was like, who, I don't, he was looking at their education, their job, but he wasn't looking at their face. Okay. Yeah. Let's just say that. Now my mom would pick. Cause I think my mom thinks I like artsy guys, which I do. I think I like creative, but she was picking the guy that literally would like have like paint on his hands. I'm like, so between the two, I needed like a guy in the middle, but I, it was very interesting to see what they thought the type of guy I should be with. You know, my dad thought I should be with um, someone who's, you know, um, let's just say head doesn't really matter if I have to look at them for the next 40 years, but their education matters. And my mom was showing me guys that like could paint me a picture for the yeah, next I don't, I don't care about education. Give me, I, I look like, cause I figured she likes an artist. So I was like, all right, let me look for that cool dude. You know, that cool. But I have to tell you, I was overwhelmed to see what she has to do. Literally. I was like, I don't know how you do this. I didn't know what it was like until she put that up. <laughs> and then I, and then I was like, okay, I have a headache. I can't do this anymore. I've never seen anything like this in my life and how insane it is. I mean, to be dating today from an app. And I just keep thinking, isn't there a better way than this? Can't you still meet someone like you two met? I know. Well, would you ever consider maybe doing an experiment of going on dates that your mom picks completely blindly and then your dad picks completely blindly and see how they go and you don't even know who they are, what they look like? Have you ever yeah. seen that? And real quick, best case scenario, you fall in love. Worst case scenario, you got content yes. for your podcast. <laughs> right. Um, I think I, I kind of was trying to do that with the dating apps on Hinge, but then it just became, I would, I think like one guy I thought like was, I was interested in talking to, but then I was like, oh, hey, I'm staying with my parents. Like, um, where do you, I can't remember. I said, I was like, oh, where are you at with like how safe you are with COVID? And then I never heard from him. He probably was like, oh, I'm not getting laid from her. Like, I'm not going to talk to her, but yeah, I would be interested. Remember that MTV show? What was it called? Where like the parents parental control yeah right? but the ex-boyfriend or girlfriend would watch the person on a date and the parents would have to watch yes worry that's such a great idea i love this do it but I actually love it, Alyssa. wait mom we should yeah. tell them so my older sister who's married now and so back in the day before like dating app was a thing match.com and jdate was happening and it was on a website it wasn't an app so we put my sister on it, but we didn't tell her. And me and my, I was in high school and my sister was like, probably like early twenties. And like we said, she was a professional ballerina. Like so 10, she, 10 years ago, I would say. Yeah. So, so she was how long ago it was. And she, because she was a ballerina, she never spoke. We, we always say she's mute. She knows this. And she never spoke, never had a boyfriend because you know, in the ballet, it really is like black swan. 
And she just was like, like literally like this. And so we were like, you know what? We're just gonna do our own thing. Go ahead, Tori. So then we put her on, I think it was match.com. It was match.com. And so there were so, so many questions you had to put. What's your favorite book? What's your favorite movie? Now I said, me and my mom are very similar. We're also both dyslexic, okay? So both of us can't spell. So my mom is like, what's her favorite book? And she, my mom's like, I know, girl with a dragon tattoo. And then it'd be like, what's your favorite movie? And then my mom would literally put, girl with a dragon tattoo. <laughs> So every day for probably like two weeks, we would talk <laughs> to these guys and it would be both of us sitting there. Um, and then they, but then the problem was they wanted to start to like meet up with my sister. No, they were like asking us out. <laughs> they didn't realize and my, was, we were getting good at this. Like there were right. a lot of guys going on, but she had no idea what was going on. Now, this is a very... You know, this is a girl that came from like, I always say the Russians brought her up, you know, the cane, the old, it was like old school at, you know, at New York City Ballet and School of American Ballet, especially the culture back then is even different than it's better now, believe it or not. So go ahead. So she really didn't speak. Go ahead. Yeah. Sir. So I think then we eventually told her we because told first, her. first my mom was like, all right, Tori, you go. I'm like, I have braces. Like, how am I supposed to show up, be my sister? And my mom's like, I'll go. And I, and then I just was like, no. So then you yeah, told, we told her. her and she was furious at us. Very angry. angry, very angry. But the best part is she was, she was furious, but then she, I think she started doing it. We got her started. Yeah. And then she got mad because they didn't respond to her. So she, I think me and my mom were better flirts. And by the way, everything was, my sister said everything was misspelled. Like nothing made sense. I don't know. They must have thought we were like, like quirky or something. I don't know what. Quirky, quirky. Yeah. But yeah. So no. So we do. We should have filmed that. But back then, you didn't film anything because we really would sit in bed all night and like we were so thrilled by doing this. It was, it was, it was really nuts. I mean, <laughs> honestly. But we were so desperate because she could not meet a guy. She had never been on a date. I mean, now she's married with a, a, a my grandson, but she had never been on a date. Literally. I don't even know if she had ever kissed a guy, right, Tori? Um, probably not at that point. No. Yeah, no. I think she and, was like and, 20. No, like 23. I no, think. no, no, she okay. met her husband at 23. You know, she. my mom likes to add ages. Like, all I'm right, probably ages. like 38 at this point in her head. All right, right, right. Yeah, no, true. But that's okay. It all blends together. Right. So the main question, did the ballerina sister meet her husband through Match.com? <laughs> no, I actually, it was a setup. So my, I, in high school, I was on a swim team and um, this girl, Sydney, I would always tell her about my sister's awful dating life. And she also took Pilates from my mom and my mom would tell her too. And then randomly, I was in college, I got a text from her being like, hey, my brother's newly single. Is your sister still single? And I wrote back, of course she is. <laughs> and, you know, we set them up. But at this point, he didn't have an Instagram. He had a Facebook and I'll never forget, my sister was like, I can't even see a photo of him. Like, all I can see is him wearing some banana costume. So she, it was really a blind date. And she was 24 at the time. And she also kept saying, like, how she's going to be alone forever. And she's going to be Ally McBeal. But 24 right, isn't even right. that Back young. Back in those days, yeah. She yeah. really did want him. It was like she, it's a long story. But anyway, she was, wasn't dancing anymore. And she really was like, you know, 
you know how you get older when you do those, when you, you achieved a lot? You guys understand that. So she was kind of like a 40 year old and then in some ways like a 15 year old. So especially from the ballet. So she really was ready to, I think, especially for her, like move on, have, meet that person and have a family. She had right. done it all, kind of like a child actor situation. Anyway, so it was a fix up. Yeah, and that's how she met her husband, but she has not repaid it to Tori. And I tell her this all the time. Where the hell is Tori's fix up? Oh. We're gonna have to keep our ears and eyes yes. open for you. By the way, I'm not that, my mom makes me literally seem like, <laughs> I mean, I get it. It's like part of the bit. It's like, you know, but it's just like, sometimes it's like we go on other people's podcasts and I sound like I'm like desperately in my room in the bathroom on hinge. And I got like people working for me. I have interns hinging for me, but I would love a setup. I think setups are actually like, I, even a lot of my friends that are in relationships actually still met through like a setup situation. That, well, that almost gets the uh, background check, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, it, right. it, like you'll know if there's a red flag because if a friend is not gonna refer you to somebody who's, you know, needs to work on themselves or something. But I think a referral aspect would work because that's, that's the thing of being in LA for 15 years. We've met a lot of people. And um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll keep our eyes and ears out for you. <laughs> And okay, we're, we're very you. aware Dad. that you're not on the toilet on Hinge, but yeah, it, it can't hurt <laughs> to you. have a referral every now and then and see. But I think this yes. is cool. Like, and then just for, for, for our audience as well, for people who are, are looking to date in this crazy time with COVID, with quarantine, with all these dating apps, what have you discovered through the podcast and through your relationships and through your dating? Um, what have you discovered is like, maybe just like a few things to look out for. How have you learned to navigate where it's not such a mess? Like if someone's new, like there's gotta be things you maybe have found that you're like, oh, this is a red flag or do this, not this. Like what kind of advice could you give in dating in 2021? Well, I definitely think pre-pandemic, I would never FaceTime a guy before a date. I would just show up and then I'd be like, oh God, I'd be like, this is not for me. Why did I do this? But I think during COVID, it, I started to, especially in the beginning, we, I was FaceTiming guys just to see if we like hit it off. And it really helped because a lot of them, I would be like, oh, I never would want to meet. Like, I'm so happy I didn't have to spend my night meeting them because we just didn't click. And I think that really helped. And I really want to continue that because I think it really like just helps you figure out if you want to like keep talking to this person. Saves and be safe too. too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It adds a yeah. little personalization to it. You know what I mean? But she was doing it when she was in our apartment and she'd come in and I'd be like, <laughs> how did that go? Like it was on a date. But it was a FaceTime. I'd go, Any, anything? Are you going to move further? It yeah. saves it time. Don't, don't you feel like yeah. we're a little addicted to convenience at this point? Because even before with, with our podcast, we used to have people come over to the house, yeah. which is a deeper connection. But I feel we've gotten so used to technology that it just saves so much time. Like with dating, like that seems like the best thing to do. You FaceTime because why would, why do you want to get dressed from the lower half? You only need the upper half dressed. Right. You can like hang out. You can know right away. There's not that, like it kind of saves time, which I think is a good thing and a bad thing. But yeah, I just think we're kind of addicted to the convenience of it all. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I, think, I don't want to waste my night. Right. Like, but I think that's also kind of hard too, because, 
you know, especially, the, I mean, my roommate or like, you know, a guy will say, this is when things weren't open, like come over. And it's like, well, is this an LA thing? Is this a COVID thing? You know, it's kind of hard to navigate. I think starting things starting to like reopen, it's keep, not that people have been lazy, but you know, you haven't, you didn't need to do anything or take someone out. So I think it's going to be hard for people to start to do that again and mm. start to be like, oh, I got to take this person out now. Like we can't just meet up randomly. I didn't think of that. Or using COVID as an excuse anymore. Right. Wow, I didn't like, think of that either. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's kind of right because, but I always found it so amazing to me that I'd be like to Tori, you can't go over there. What if you get COVID? And she'd be like, mom, it's, mom, it's so different when you're young. Like you're just, you're not thinking like you. And I would get infuriated, you know, even though it was about a guy, I would- I don't even know who a, you're talking about. Cause I honestly really you never- went, You, I who? would see you with groups of people, whatever I would see you with. Yes, Tori. Oh, okay, no, but you're making it seem like I every day I would go in like to some random guy's house during oh, like yeah, even the height of a pandemic. No, but even when you had the boyfriend in Newport Beach, yeah. right? So I would like worry she was with a bunch of people and then my my husband would go, oh, she can't come home. You know, like we would see the, you know, the Instagram or the pictures, you know, as older people, you know, you're just very scared of COVID. I mean, I don't know how you two feel. Florida is such a different you know, when we, of course, you're always, they're always showing the pictures on my beloved CNN, but you know, but you know, I got Anderson Cooper, here's Miami Beach, but I'm just saying when I would see her as a mother, and I know dating and navigating that, I would just get nervous about her getting COVID and not being well. So I think, I think that's going to take a lot for people to transition single people, even in the dating to now rethink how that's all going to go down. I would think, right, Tori? Yeah, I think, I mean, or I think a lot of people are just really excited to like go out on dates, but I definitely think guys are already lazy already to begin with during this day and age. So I think the COVID kind of made it like easier for them to be lazy and it's okay. And so, yeah, I'm interested to see like, I don't know, there needs to be like a mass email sent to all single people being like, okay, things are slowly reopening. Don't forget to like still take someone out. Like it's not okay now just to invite them over because on your porch and drink a beer, like. Gosh, I didn't even think of that. That is going to be such an interesting challenge. And, to see how it goes. and Lulu, um, I, I wanted to ask one, one more question too. I, I feel like the same exact thing it they said. So I looked at the quick. clock. I go, I it's not. Like, what? <laughs> we have to have you back on again. We have like a list of things we never even got to. We, um, said, we said the same thing about you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wow, like. Oh you my God, we need them back the, on. In the convo. Yeah, I, I, we'd love to have you back on um, and, and really get to a lot of other questions as well. Um, but I, I did want to touch on something you said to Lulu earlier is um, when, when it comes to like the, the mother-daughter podcast and, and working together, wh what's been your take on, I feel like a lot of people have an opinion on the millennials and, and Gen Z and this, this up and coming generation, how things are changing so quickly. How, how are you uh, adapting to it or what are, what's your, um, like, what's your perception of everything going on? I, I'm always very curious because I have this theory and I don't know, cause I wasn't around in the 1900s or 1920s, or 1930s or fifties or, you know, seventies, but I feel like, like my parents' generation, it wasn't much different from their parents. I feel like our generation is the first time that it's such a drastic change in the way the world operates that we're, we're almost like 
teaching our parents stuff? Like I'm sure Tori teaches you so many things just about life and you teach her things. Like what's just been your, your in general perception of the new generation coming up technology. Cause you're in it. Like, I love that you're on the podcast, that you're learning, that you're here, that you're, that you're, you know, like I, I can just tell how open and, and you are to everything in the world and you're, and I think that's amazing. And I'm just curious your, your perception on this new crazy world that we're living in. Well, I think I'm going to say two things. Well, I might say more, but I'm going to try to keep it short. So first of all, I have a fitness business with my older daughter, who's very good at this too, and does a lot of technology. So in a way I was, I had to learn that skill for my own business. And then along came the podcast. And I did feel at times um, not really as skilled as I should have. And I felt like the world was passing me by um, and frustrated, frustrated with the fact that I really did want to learn these skills so I can be good at it because I felt so behind, especially being in business. I think um, that's been a little difficult. I mean, but I've learned, I'm learning as we go along and with Tori, with the podcast, like now I can set things up. Um, but yet there is something about it that I wish I love the world we're living in now. And I find it fascinating. And I wish that I had all of these things when I was growing up, that I was able to learn all of this. I will tell you one story. So my nephew went to NYU. And he came to live with my husband and I for almost four years. Now, he is only, he just has been out only a year. So let me tell you about, I mean, lived with us. So let me tell you about really learning about, he's not even a millennial, right? He's I don't even Gen know. Gen Z. Gen Z. Ah. Okay. We were like his parents. Now, that was a learning curve. I have never in my life experienced anything like that because Tori's much older than him, 10 years older, like, like you guys, and my other daughter is your age. This was a whole different thing. And navigating that was frustrating, emotional, thrilling, exciting, and I couldn't keep up. And so I can't imagine a parent of that generation trying to navigate all the things that he was going through in the Gen Z generation. That to me was one of the most difficult experiences and rewarding I have ever been through in my life, bringing up my nephew in those four years. So would you contribute that to social media of it being so crazy, exciting, but stressful and just different? Do you think that is a factor? Yeah. What was the difference between your daughters and your nephew, like a core difference that you're like, wow, times are different. His, his whole thinking was different. The way he was thinking, the interaction with people, the um, it, 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 technology was even further than both my daughters, um, things he would get mad at us that we would say that would just piss him off, you know, that we didn't know what we weren't appropriate to say. Um, I mean, even as far as like weed, which, you know, was like, he's like, what do you mean? I can't bring it in here. You know what I mean? Like, like he would, 
I'm just, I wasn't used to that, that, you know, it was just like part of who he was. It's part of the, all his friends. It's, part, you know, I just wasn't, my husband and I just, we weren't used to that, that we had to navigate him running down to the Uber driver who would bring his weed to him and he wouldn't, wouldn't be able to eat dinner. And then I'd have, been, have to navigate the smell through the apartment and then try to work on our relationship during it as he was wasted and high. Now, I know that's probably in every generation, but this seemed more so. And then there was the technology on top of it and him getting angry at us, not understanding all the cultural differences. And, you know, when he would tell us about all the genders and I was, I, I, you know, when he'd bring people over and don't call them this and don't call them that. Okay. That was, so if I talk about feeling left behind, we were like in the caboose, my husband and I. Yeah. Wow. That's got to be really interesting. Wow. That, that's probably a unique experience though, like, cause you had, were able to, yeah, be able to do that. Yeah. The whole thing, that's why I'm just like so keen on just trying to learn. And it's almost like become an obsession where I'm like, how do we just stay ahead of the curve? How do we stay ahead of the curve, A, in career, in business, in relationships? How do we navigate? We, we just have access to information. Like when we were kids, Tori, we didn't have, like, we had to go like read a book, like an encyclopedia to get information. Now kids at 10 can just look up and get opinion right. and read and learn. So they're able to, so I think it's just throwing us off, but I think it's going to be a good thing. I, I think that as Gen Z gets older, they're really going to bring a lot of unique uh, perspectives to the world that we need. And I think it's going to turn out very, very well. It's just, uh, it's just a, it's just a yeah. crazy, crazy time. So I, I will say with him, I definitely felt that it was not easy for him in this world, that there was so much stimuli coming at him that emotionally I found him more difficult than both my girls because mm -hmm. there was there was just so much coming at him and he didn't know what emotionally to do with it. And I think that might be the difference between his generation and your generation. And my generation didn't have any of that. Yeah. I wanted to ask too, just because I'm so interested and fascinated on this. Did you ever notice any differences with a Gen Zer versus millennial of being in public and connecting with others because Gen Zers maybe were brought up on their phone and technology way more than we were. Did you, was that ever a thing or nothing that you noticed? Um, well, with, with him, I mean, there was, he barely picked his head up. Hmm. That's what I noticed. I mean, he couldn't really have a conversation. So we would have like a rule at the dinner table you, you know, I'm not going to say his name. God forbid he listens to this. He'll kill me. I'm going to, but I say you, 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 or they, or whatever he's telling me, I should say, you got to leave your phone in your room, you know? And he would get really, even though he's my nephew, remember he's living with us. So it was like blurred between son, nephew. And we would make that one rule because otherwise we would never know what was going on with him. And I will tell you, I think because of all of that technology, he really struggled a lot emotionally trying to like, it was just very hard for him to feel happy, to understand what he wanted out of life. Um, if school was important, I think it's harder for them. 
Hmm. There's just so much coming at them. Hmm. And it's just, you never feel like good enough, really. You know what I mean? I think, I, I think if I could watch someone like him who was an athlete, good looking, on the outside looked like he had everything, but on the inside, he struggled more than anybody I know. I think that's pretty common. And like, and like you were saying too, just like trying to find what you want to do. And Tori, you mentioned that too. It's just, we are in a weird way drowning in opportunity. There is so much yeah. for all of us to be choosing and we all want it fast and things are crazy. Cause how, how did you even like, what made you find, you know, comedy and, and being an entertainer? Like what, how, did you know forever? Did that happen? Like how, how is that? Um, how did that come into your life? Is that something too, Lula, that you noticed in Tori growing up? Or did Tori, did you discover that later? Um, I think I always was very like talkative because I said I grew up, I was very dyslexic. So I hated school, but I always was like good at it because I'm always very driven, even in the thing I hated. Um, so I think I was always very good at like being social and talking. And even when I was younger, like when you have dyslexia or the form I have, I sometimes like sometimes trouble remembering the word I'm saying so I would do like act outs all the time so I was doing act outs even before it was like a thing I knew that could be a career you know I'd be like mom I want the thing that's like squishy and it's gross and she'd be like tuna so I think naturally when words are hard for you I you know I was naturally always like a physical person and I liked making people laugh but I really think when I started doing more like video and learning that like you can make a career out of that was when after college, um, I got really sick with Lyme disease and I had studied film in school, but I don't even think I actually, I don't think I needed college, but whatever. I mean, I took like one editing class, but when I had Lyme, I was in bed for eight months and I taught myself how to edit, how to shoot. And I just made this series about how, like a comedy series about having Lyme disease and it took off. And from there, I just kind of kept doing it. So, but even before that, like in high school, I'd be like, doing videos in my room on iMovie and stuff. So I always was. No, she was always like making skits, you know, and it was funny because back then I was a figure skating coach and the other daughter was in the city, you know, dancing. And Tori, I think was entertaining herself. I mean, she was bringing in cages and I don't know what was going on in that room, but she was filming, she was having the friends in, but we were always like, oh, you know, the, the crazy ones in the back there, in the back room. And there's more serious stuff going on. She's always, always, always been like that. Always dressing up, always extremely creative. But we just, you know how everyone goes on with their life and you're just like, oh yeah, that's the one that does that crazy stuff. Never really thinking this would be something that she'd want to make her career out of. But she does always go to me. I don't know why you paid for me to go to college, which I'm like, I'm like, Jesus, what did I have to spend that money for? She's like, I shouldn't have gone. <laughs> oh you hear that a lot I feel but well, you never yeah you never know if you need it or not yeah. you know it's kind of everyone's path and journey and but I'm, I'm happy yeah. that you found what you what you love because I think yeah. that's the biggest struggle um in today's world is finding your passion and and um yeah that's awesome and what you two are doing it, with your with your podcast and Incredible. using this as, as therapy I know it's helping so many people I know our audience is going to be really excited to check out some of your episodes and uh, get to know you better and we definitely want to have you back on because we got, literally got to I like know, three of so our many. questions <laughs> so we'll have you back on we'll schedule this again um yes 
quick, where can our listeners hear your podcast, find you on social? Got it from my mama podcast. Got it right. From mama. Right. Okay. So we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. We also have full video episodes on our YouTube channel, which is Got It From My Mama. And our social media is Got It From My Mama podcast. And our personal Instagram, which we're a little more active on, mine is Tori Piskin. Uh, T-O-R-I-P-I-S-K-I-N. And then mom, do you want to say yours? And, and if you like dogs, I mean, Lulu Piskin. I mean, you like sheep and doodles, you're in on my Instagram. If you like photos where the dog's like half in it and then her like chin's in it and it's a little grainy, I would say that's the place to go. No, but you post a lot of, my mom's very into TikTok. My mom is like a 13 year old girl on TikTok. She loves I, TikTok. I'm a I don't know, she too. figured out a way to like repost it on her Instagram. She's teaching me things. Like she really is. Like I think she's more into I'm TikTok a, than yeah. I am. Like I can't even watch TV. I'm so obsessed with TikTok. And especially during, you know, the election, and I want you to know, I was not political at all. This year has taken me to another level. All right. But I loved all these TikTok videos with COVID. And it just, I just was, fat. It was listen, it was better than, it was better than the news. I mean, I had my lineup at night from CNN. So I had eight, nine, 10. I had Anderson Cooper. Uh, I don't want to say his name. Chris Como and Don Lemon. They were like my best friends. I had nowhere else to go until I found TikTok. It's a it's TikTok's like the new wave. Yeah, you're right. Like it's just hard. You're like glued to it, and it's yeah, it's a it's a cool platform, and it's an eclectic thing. It allows you to see what's really going on in all different areas of the world, different ages, different backgrounds, and and that's that's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm I'm so happy for both of you. I'm so I'm so yeah. pleased that we got to meet and chit chat. This has been wonderful. Um, but yeah, enjoy your week. And then lastly, where what the, your virtual event? In case someone wants to check that out as yes. well, where can we get info? Yes. On um, okay, so it is going to be April 6th. Um, you don't even have to dress up because it's unlike Zoom, the audience members won't be seen. So the ticket link is in both of our um, Instagrams as well as our podcast page. So it's April 6th. It's 3 p.m. California time, 6 p.m. Eastern time. And like I said, we're having an X come on where we're going to be rating our relationship and also we're having a medium on now i'm very like into mediums and psychics and she's going to connect with my i guess people up there i like to call it. i don't like to say dead people people up there and my ex's people up there and they're and the people up there are going to tell us why we didn't work out wow oh, my yeah gosh. and I my mom so it's going to be a lot of um so if you want to see a show and you can type in any questions you have but again you're not going to be seen because i think a lot of people get worried like i want to come but i don't want to be pressured to like turn on my zoom yeah. so yeah you can literally watch us on the toilet you can watch us while you're on a bad date if you want love it <laughs> well thank you ladies so much we thank appreciate you, you. so oh much you guys are amazing you're like a you're like two gems yeah Good luck with you. everything oh my god i just love the two of you i wish i could like have you over for dinner i know oh we'd be there when the world opens up yes. sometime next time we're in yes New we'll take you up you up. can come to dinner and you could stay with me <laughs> when the world new york city cleans it up you're coming <laughs> love it love it well we'll take you up on that for sure 
All right. Yes. Well, thank you, ladies. Hey, guys. So bye. 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 Bye.